Ladies and gentlemen and all genders outside and in between, welcome to Thirsty Work, the all-new sex education podcast with my guest today, the beautiful Alice Bazaar. Ooh, it's Thirsty Work. Hello there, you delightful individuals, and how are you doing, you spectacular specimens of humankind? Welcome to the home of hedonism. That's right, it's thirsty work. Tonight we're going to be talking about all kinds of sex events and deviant debauchery and all kinds of interesting things. Let me introduce my beautiful guest, the amazing Alice Bazaar. Oh, hello. <laughs> we'll we'll have it. There you go. Back in a moment. We had the so we had a mild mild technical hiccup there, but we've been having them for a little while, haven't we, Alice? We've been having mm. them for a little while. But yeah. yes, Alice, introduce yourself. What is it that you do? Introduce yourself to the wonderful human beings of the internet. Okay. Well, I'm Alice Bazaar. I'm um, primarily like a special effects makeup artist and sort of alternative makeup artist, I suppose. Um, I also like do props. I write for Devolution magazine, like as like the resident um, film nerd. Uh, and I also used to work a lot in the fetish scene and the sort of swingers party scene, um, waitressing, helping set up parties, managing parties, things like that. Which is the reason why I got you on today, because especially over on TikTok recently, you've been doing a lot of TikTok things of like little situ. It's like situation comedy, isn't it? Really, where you you sort of have like a little skit of things that you've experienced within, um, within like adult events, because it's, yeah. it's not just like fetish events. Is it's like no. sex events and swingers events and and bits and pieces, you know? Yeah, I saw them to get over like the um, like the censorship of TikTok. I just call them adult parties, which are like the actual sexy swingers parties and stuff. Um, yeah, a lot of them are just like things that have happened or things that often happen like all the time, like people slipping on latex at like photo shoots and stuff or like latex shine, sorry, at photo shoots and stuff and just, you know, things like that. They're just little bits and bobs, little anecdotes and little stories that happen. But they're great. They're absolutely fantastic. Like, like there's little things that I obviously recognize from times that I've seen you at adult parties, so to speak. But also, like, little things I'm just like, I've definitely seen this happen before. Yeah. But, like, how did you get originally into that entire... Because people always ask me, like, how I got into, like, the fetishing side of things. Mm -hmm. But you must get asked by a whole load of people, like, how the hell did you just end up in the world of adult entertainment on a on a more event basis well um it started off like i mean i was kind of sort of like dipping my toe in a little bit because i was doing lots of alternative like clothing catalog sort of photo shoots and stuff and lots of like goth photo shoots and stuff and then um there was like sort of like a lot of latex um sort of modeling in, with, with involved in that yeah. And I think I was complaining on like Facebook once that I wasn't getting any paid work or everyone who wanted to work with me wasn't offering to pay with for me. And it was frustrating me. Um, so Missy, who I'm not sure if she does anymore, but she ran Antichrist at the time. She mentioned oh, yeah. me going, oh, have a, do you want to come over and have a makeup stall at Antichrist? I was like, yeah. And I came ridiculously overdressed. I was so warm. I mean, Jesus Christ. It was like, oh. And then I left at like 12 because I was like, I panicked because um, I'd never been to that kind of night. So I had no idea yeah. how long it was like, I was meant to stay or whatever. And then I was like, ended up working at Antichrist for something like six, seven years, something like that. Was it that long? Um, 
yeah, it's a long time. And um, obviously through that, you end up knowing people and including like bow shoots, it sort of turned to like dominatrix photo shoots and fetish photo shoots and stuff and then you end up doing adult photo shoots and doing makeup on adult things and you again you just end up knowing lots of people and they end up essentially asking you to help out so is that is that the way is it literally just like a, a path of knowing different individuals and then them recommending being like oh have you spoken to alice bazaar they're amazing with with this kind of stuff and like what was it yeah. like on on your first like I suppose the first adult photo shoot? Like, what was the first situation where you were like, okay, this is like a, a sexy scenario that I probably should have been more prepared for? Well, again, it was a really gradual thing because you work on latex shoots and then that becomes dominatrix shoots and then they're just dominatrix posing with people and then you get a dominatrix where it's like they've got their sort of uh, submissive or slave whatever dynamic they have and then it ends up being like a naked one and then it ends up being like a oh we're going to do a bit of CBT posing in this you know it just ended up being more and more gradual for me so just and for the like, uh, I, listeners I, I, I've never been like oh I won't like you know I, I wouldn't be comfortable on a set like that it was yeah. never really been like that um, especially when you do like when you work on nude or body painting where you're working with new people anyway it's just a bit more like it's it's different when it's full on like people are going at it. Yeah. That's when I think it's like, hmm, okay. <laughs> and was it so? So you weren't like shocked or anything. It wasn't like a oh okay, people are naked. Or was it kind of like because I know what it's like with the performance industry, like doing burlesque and stuff like that. And obviously, I run Ken, um, and and that's like you just, people just get naked and and you don't even bat an eyelid because it's not something that enters your brain was it the similar sort of thing you just it was a slow progression and as a result you just didn't bat an eyelid that kind of thing yeah i mean again like because of like antichrist and things it was just like okay there's someone naked cool and then even at photo shoots even like fashion photo shoots it's, it's just people like okay i'm just gonna get changed now it's fine um i think it's more like when all of a sudden the photo shoot changes and it's like, okay we're gonna do this now it's like okay no one no one told me that that's more like when mm, it's um yeah a shock because it's like okay like i would have been totally fine with that if someone had just mentioned it um yeah. but even then like it, it, it depends on the individuals you're working with and stuff sometimes it's totally fine sometimes it's like ooh, like i'm not sure if i'm comfortable with this type thing but again that's usually just because of the vibe you get off the photographer or something usually yeah um yeah. but yeah no i think the only things that have shocked me sometimes is like maybe something that someone says in a scene that you don't expect for them to say is like, oh, <laughs> like, or like someone does something with something that you weren't, like you, you knew was coming, but when you watch it, you're like, oh, okay. I appreciate you there being you very careful with your language here. Someone does something with something and you're not expecting it. For those people earlier, CBT stands for a cock and ball torture. All right, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with saying it. We're talking about educational things here. Um, this is less censored than some other social media platforms. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm so used to talking like vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You talk vaguely, and I will happily translate. like translate. It, it's fine. I have no no shame here by any stretch of the imagination. Because that's where we met. We originally met at Antichrist, didn't we? Yes, I think um, it was at the Coliseum, which was a wonderful venue, which now, sadly, I think is an embassy. Um, okay. Of all things. Um, a long time since I've been, so yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was like, yeah, yeah. And you came over to get your, I think you came over to get your makeup done. 
Um, yeah. Or, or, or I was talking to someone you knew. It was one or the other. I think I was or a little bit on, drunk. Or later you came back well. over because I was talking to someone you knew. Yeah. And um, it was like, yeah. And then and I just remember you being so like, not like in your face, but like so charismatic. And I was all like, oh, like, it's because especially as like so many people who come to my little stall at Antichrist, like you always get like the same kind of people. You get people who are like, just do anything. I can't wait. Like I didn't have time to do a makeup or more often than not, you got people who had never been to a night yeah, and they didn't know how like umped up they could be or how like, um, how, you know, how far they could go. And then they see all these beautiful people dressed either in nothing and amazing makeup or like everything, you know, head to toe, everything. So like, oh, I feel underdressed now. So they come over and they're like, oh, can I try black lipstick? Can I try this? And they're a lot more timid. Yeah. Um, so when you get like a personality like yours, which is a bit more like, I will talk and engage with you and, and you know, actually make eye contact with you. It was like, oh, hello. Like, this is a nice person to talk to. <laughs> I have been told that that's super intimidating. Just the way that I am just quite, because I'm so co like confident just in myself, I'm just a very confident person. So people are like, yeah, it's really intimidating. And... And I know that this was a thing with you, because you would. You weren't intimidating. I don't. I don't that wasn't the. That wasn't no? the word I, I would use at all. No. Oh, that's good. Well, that's that's taken a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of alleviation from me, to say the least. Because I do remember us having a really long conversation, and uh, in fact, you know what? Do you want to tell it? Do you want to tell it? You can tell it. You can tell it. All right. Okay. <laughs> So we're having this I really like long conversation. I've version of this because I've told this story. You have. So I want to hear how you, how you viewed it. You have. Well, we were having this conversation and um, I was, I was, for those people that know me from like Twitch and things like that, the, the innuendo and the flirtation is strong 90% of the time. But I was like laying on the extra 10% of the time. And I was just like, <laughs> hey, hey, oh, could we possibly potentially, you know, okay, I need to be extra. And I literally got to a point where I just turned around and I was like, you realize that I'm flirting with you? And <laughs> Alice was just like, you are? Uh, oh, oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, thank you very much. But yeah, I, I'm working, so uh, okay. And I was like, okay, no worries. That's not a problem. I've talked about this before, about how people shouldn't be afraid of rejection. It's not an issue because we're still really good friends and people are like, yeah, oh, well, they... I don't know. I mean, maybe my that might have been 2012, maybe. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Maybe. It was a long time ago. Do you know That's what I mean? Like 10 years ago now. Mm. Oh, oh, God. No, why would you say that? Now I feel ridiculously <laughs> old. Now I feel ridiculously old. Come on now. Go on, I need like, to... um, it was like, yeah, it was... Um, I think I might have been seeing someone at the time. So I think I, I mean, I still don't really know how to take anyone. I, I'm very oblivious. I mean, I, I work in that, like, you know, there's a seed of like sex and stuff. And I guess people are so much more blunt with things. I, I mean, ever since I was young, I've always been very oblivious to people flirting with me or how to flirt because I don't really know how. I'm very much like a, I want to jump your bones or like I'm very nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I find it very hard to be in between. So when you were talking to me like that, I was very much like, oh, yeah, they're just being cheeky. They're being fun. Like, I kind of assume that of anyone who's talking to me like that. Um, so when you're like, you're, I am flirting with you. I was like, this is a conscious decision on my part. Be aware of this. For me, it was very much like, a, 
oh, I felt so embarrassed that I hadn't picked it up. <sighs> oh, not by any stretch of imagination. This is the so thing, that's, though. That's, like... that's, that's probably why I was a bit like, oh, like, because I was embarrassed that I hadn't noticed. And I was like, oh. But it wasn't an issue. This is, We've talked about this, like, a few times. Like, it just wasn't an issue. It didn't, it yeah. didn't make a blind bit of difference to... <laughs> Like the way we are, and and like like I said, we're still really good friends. It genuinely yeah. didn't make a difference to any of that, you know. It was it was. No, one I, of them I, I would be lying if I said and had thought about it. You know what I mean? But like, well, now she tells me. Now she tells me. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway. So you yeah, we, like bumped into each other, didn't we? Like about a month later. Yeah, because we did a photo shoot in Derby. Yeah, like some like charity photo shoot, and I remember walking in and I clocked you, I clocked you across the room, and I was like, I know him. And I seem to remember being really cruel about it as well because you were doing my makeup, and I went, "Oh, hello," and you were just like, oh. and I was like. How are you doing? You okay? And you were like, for God's sake, Val, we really, really, really. Now that I know, really, I was like, yes. And I'm this close to your face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I was like, this is a too good an opportunity to miss. You know, it's too good, too good an opportunity to miss because uh, entertainment and shenanigans. You know. But anyway, mm -hmm. back to back to events and stuff like that. Like yes. you tell stories about how like like certain things that have happened within situations and we did talk about very very briefly there about the fact that we get a lot of people that are shy and nervous and don't know what to expect yeah. would you would you say that's an entirely fair assessment of, of the way things with, are with any kind of event like fetish sex swings whatever like you always get people like that like you like on my like on my page on my TikTok page where I tell these stories, it's very much you get a lot of people constantly going like mainly asking where they where you you'd find them like that. But even then, it's like it's like these people are very much like a, I have no idea how what's the etiquettes like where, where like how am I meant to be? A lot of people have all these different assumptions about parties that are like completely not true. Um, even fetish clubs, people are like. I don't know, like, how big I can go. Like, because all they've got are, like, films and TV shows where it's either one extreme or it's, like, the classic eyes wide shut, everyone's very normal looking but with masks, which, to yeah. be fair, a lot of the time at swingers' events and at sex events, it is like that. It's just people dressed nicely and dressed, like, maybe a bit provocatively. But half the time it is that. But fetish clubs are a bit more like if you really want to dress up or if you think if you think of, like, 90s club kids. Yeah. It's a bit more like that. I think, yeah, I think fetish clubs are a lot more like if you're going, if you want to go out for a party and maybe, maybe get something sexy. Then the film I, yeah, the film I frequently compare it to is an, an old 80s film called Preaching to the Perverted. To the perverted. Preaching to the Perverted. It's, it's, it's obviously a caricatured version of, oh. um, of, of like the fetish lifestyle and stuff. But do you know, it's not that much of a caricature to some of the nights that I've been to. Mm. Like there's there's a bit when they're like I think they're selling slave like slave um, sub type people yes and it's like that bit is I know is a caricature and there are some bits where yes. I'm like okay this is like like 
grandiose. But the actual party scenes, like like so much of that is like torture garden, where it's like, you know, lots of rave kind of lighting and everyone's dressed like really nice and there's performances going on stage. Like that is pretty much what it is. Yes. And I, I interviewed um Judith Turner who plays, you know, the main the main woman in it. And um and I remember her like saying like all like all the little bits and bobs behind the scenes. I think she was most nervous just about being naked on on screen. To be fair, mm. but it was just like yeah, that is like probably my favorite depiction of the fetish scene in like film yeah. because it's the most um, just kind of blunt. And some of it's very like yes, people do sneeze when they're like things like enduring sex people do do like that that kind of thing does happen it, there's that yeah. light-hearted jokiness about it as well which is very very true yeah it's it's i always found it like like you said the, there's the the sneezing bit during sex there like that entire element to it it was a bit of a caricature and i also thought it like the people who made it obviously had done their research as well because there was definitely certain things that happened in it where like when when there's the dominatrix at the bar and she turns around and goes dorm or sub and i'm like i've definitely heard that from people yes but it's not it's very rarely that dorm or sub it's more like hey how you doing you're okay let's get to know each other oh by the what way i'm to? quite dominant are you etc questions are asked first it's a lot as opposed to being like tell me your tell me your predilection for what is going on here you know yeah yeah, it's like um, yeah, especially at places like um, Annie Christ and um, where, where you find a place where you can find a place quiet enough to talk to people. Yeah, it's um, very much you'll probably chat to someone for like about five minutes and then they'll sort of slip in what they are into, even yeah. if, even if they're not like um, you know um, trying to pursue you. Yeah. They will just sort of slip it in to be like, okay, I'm into this. Let's do you want to be able to like I want to be able to talk about this openly with someone. Yeah, it's freedom, hundred percent. I think that's probably one of the nicest things about events, and even like pies. Because one of the big questions I get on TikTok is, "Can you go and not join in?" That's like the biggest question I get, apart from where can you find them. Do you what? Because people are like hmm. nervous about like feeling like they're pressured to get involved with something they might not be comfortable with. That kind of thing. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people think that you have to do stuff like if you're going you like you will do this you have to do this okay I think they might i think a lot of the time especially like with like protection and you know unprotected sex i think they kind of they see it as like an orgy eye in, in a porno yeah um, okay where everyone's doing it everyone's doing it everyone's getting involved um and it's all like unprotected and you know sort of and it's really really not like that i mean yeah. like i say uh, people will sit down talk to you if you want to get into if you want to hook up with someone you can hook up with someone we i'd always suggest use protection and stuff but that is again your your prerogative but it's always like yeah it's always can i do i have to join in and i'm always like no there's no, absolutely no way you have to join in especially especially at something like a fetish club where really the only sexy stuff going on is behind the the couple's curtains and stuff or if it's openly around people then it's usually with people who are couples or who have hooked up with someone that um not like you have to do stuff because you are there yeah. and at um and at sex parties and things and swingers events and adult clubs and like the sort of adult nature spas and things it's like 
again, you, a lot of people go to watch, a lot of people go to be watched. There's a huge voyeurism and exhibitionism side of things, like huge. And I think, and sometimes people go because they're not sure if they're going to, you know, they might just be so nervous the entire time. They might not get turned on even with their partner there. Yeah. So there's never any like pressure for people to do stuff. Definitely stuff. seen that, that before. Is... There was, um, um, I remember in Antichrist, and this was one of the things that, that made me want to go to Antichrist in the first place, because when I went, there was like seven rooms of different things and bits and pieces. And one of them was the couple's room. And you basically yeah. got given condoms and wet wipes at the door. <laughs> and that was like the go-to thing. I was like, okay, this is this is interesting. I need to like know what this is all about. This is intriguing, yeah. to say the least. Um, so that was, so Antichrist is where you started and Antichrist mm -hmm. is quite a unique event in and of itself in the fact that it does yeah. have, or it did have seven rooms and like all these different like styles, these different genres of music. And then obviously yeah. there was like a dungeon area and, um, a couple's room and stuff like that. Did you, do you find there's like a major difference between like the sex parties, like sex parties versus fet nights versus swingers nights. Like I am very aware that there is a difference, but in your view, how would you describe that? I feel that it's always going to change. Like even if you say if you've got like two fetish events, the vibe is always going to be different. Uh -huh. um, but that's pure, pure, again purely because of like music, people, and whatever. And it's exactly the same with fet like with like sex parties and stuff. Like one night can feel different to another night, but all of them have the same openness. All of them have the same sort of tingle of I can be who I want to be. I don't have to hide any of that, yes. which is like lovely and very um, liberating for yes. so many people who go to them. But I mean, like I, we touched base on before we started um, that like so many people will not touch the sex swingers scene who are into the fetish scene because I mean, as you know, all, not all fetish involves sex no at all and um whereas the swinger scene and the sex scene is primarily about that um yeah. you won't get people solo playing at a fetish club because it's not you can't consent to it like everyone can't consent to that whereas at a sex pie is is a huge thing there so you it's you know it's a given you will expect to see people doing that kind of thing as as a just as a kind of reference in regards to solo playing i definitely went to a a fetish night um many years ago before long before i started my own um and there was a guy i remember him so clearly and, and this is what alice was saying about um doing the like not being able to consent to certain things i <laughs> thought it was genius i was just in, like transfixed by it but yeah I knew that it made a few people feel uncomfortable. We had this one person come in, um, a young individual who was wearing completely naked apart from was wearing a, a masquerade mask. And mm. um, he didn't really speak to anybody, but just went into like a corner and just furiously masturbated. Just, just... <laughs> and I have to give credit where credit is due. There is stamina that I never thought existed in that individual. However... Mm. Like, it did make people feel a little bit uncomfortable that they were doing, like, a scene or dancing away or what have you, and they were just there in this corner, just, just as you say, solo playing is probably mm. the best way of describing it in, yeah, in the, in the, the most, most appropriate way of putting it, you know? Yes. Um, but yeah, you're right, you're right, because you don't get that kind of thing in 
Or you certainly don't get that kind of thing in fetish events that I have seen, other than that one incident. Um, yeah. I've definitely been to a couple of swingers nights, and I found the environment very, very different. Mm. Um, but I do appreciate that, like you say, like swingers events, in fact, events to events, any any kind of event is different depending on where it is. Like the event that I run is very different to any other fetish event that I've been to. Um, the ones that Zara Du Rose runs are very thematic. They, they've got like a, there were, I went to an Atlantis one. I went to a secret forest one, and I love the effort that people put into their costumes and stuff. And that mm. that comes with it. Have you found like similar sort of things in regards to like the sex parties and stuff? Do they do they have themes? I don't go to many, so I'm I'm intrigued now. You've piqued my interest. Well, okay, so a while ago, I worked with a couple who I essentially sort of nickname as like sort of adult party planners. Okay. So they get like these rich people approaching them being like, hey, we want to put on like this orgy sort of sex party, but we have no idea how to do it. Um, so these people will essentially sort of rent out a place and sort of organize it for them. And um, sometimes they'd be themed, sometimes they'd be, um, yeah, sometimes they'd be themed, sometimes they'd be like, um, a lot of the time it was just sort of like, dress to impress um, yeah. type events. Um, I worked doing makeup for Zara at two yeah. of her events. One had like a catwalk show, so I did makeup on all the catwalk models and stuff. Um, but the actual like sex parties I worked at, most of them are like, um, sort of like, yeah, black tie even. Um, okay. But you do get like quite a mixture of like the odd like, hinted themes like oh yeah this is gonna be like very subtly this theme or it's gonna be like full-blown this theme and when it is full-blown this theme like sometimes it is just you know like people who do not dress up normally yeah. and they will like go out the way to buy an outfit or buy an expensive outfit but it's, it's not the same creativity you would see at like a, a fetish event which is a bit more like avant-garde and yeah stuff. there's definitely like a a peacocking element to yes. to fetish <laughs> events where people are very very proud of, and do you know what? With how much some things cost, I can understand why you would be proud of of wearing your full latex outfit. And I'm not by any stretch of imagination saying that they don't they do not warrant those costs. I've got some very expensive latex upstairs and it is completely worth what I paid for it. Two hundred and ten percent, you know? But yeah, there is certainly a lot more of a a dressy element to it. And this actually this actually came through with um, one of the Kens, one of the early Kens that I ran. So Ken is for everybody watching um, or listening. Um, Ken is an event that I run. It's a big fetish cabaret. Um, we don't really need to talk about about it any more than that. But one of the early ones, um, the venue owner was a swinger and was really interested in allowing some of their swinger friends to come along. And I was like, yeah, not a problem. Don't see any issue with this. Um, but they have to abide by the rules, as does everybody, you know? No no, no exceptions, because they're your mates. And one of the rules that a lot of fetish clubs have, in fact, I would say most fetish clubs have, is, like, no streetwear. You can't come in in jeans and a T-shirt. And yes. because they were friends of the guy who owned the uh, venue, they were there in their polo shirt and their jeans, making everyone feel really uncomfortable, because everyone is dressed to the nines, and mm. they are, like, just there just yeah in, it was it was very odd it was very odd um to say the least because i know that that's one of the big things is that you don't really get too much crossover between like swingers and fetish clubs yeah because like even like the um yeah i was thinking about it then like how 
the swingers things because they are primarily about sex. I mean, not everyone's going to have sex with them, but they are primarily sort of around that. People are wearing things to remove. You know, they're wearing yeah. things that are comfortable that aren't be too tight in the wrong places. You yeah. know what I mean? And the wrong marks. Um, so they they have to be pretty, but essentially they're going to be taken off. Whereas at a fetish club, you might not take off that outfit, especially if you're wearing something tight like latex. You probably won't be taking that off. You want something that's you know like a big show i mean like you say like peacocking and stuff um but some of the like the adult places are like essentially like some of them are like advertisers sort of like naturist spas in brackets. okay um, okay there are nature they are actual naturist spas so you always have to like proper check the websites before you go to these things but there's this one which is just uh, there's actually you know, there's a couple around where they're like adult things so like during the day they'll be really casual where it's like you go you might just wear a towel or you might wear really like easy out easy clothes again they encourage like wearing like nothing basically unless you're in a towel or something yeah and um those places often have like pools and saunas and stuff and they're like designated areas where there's like a little bar area like like that don't really sell that much alcohol yeah um and like there'll be like a dungeon area like one place i've been to has like a porn cinema okay um, yeah, so there's like every place is different. Yeah, but those sorts of places are. It will depend on the day and the time of day of how how you have to dress. Okay. Like there's, a, there's a wonderful one in like near like around Bedfordshire called the, the Vulnerable Alternative, and there's like a whole venue, and you can even like rent a room. Like, and they, there's like camping on site if you want to do camping there as well. That's amazing. And, um, I love that. They've like, they've like, they revet like they did the whole place up during like lockdown and the pandemic. Because <laughs> um, so yeah, they're... if there's one thing you're gonna do during a pandemic when you can't physically go and be with other people, you may as well renovate. You know? Oh yeah, totally. Like, I um, I did, I worked and performed at their like swingers festival, which was called like the Festival of Fun. Okay. And, yeah, and it was, like, the first big thing I'd worked on since, like, the pandemic and everything had happened. And the following weekend, I was working at Bloodstock. So it was, like, a really nice sort of, like, there's quite a few people here, but there's going to be loads more there. So yeah. Like, oh, okay, I won't feel so uncomfortable at the festival. Um, but even then, like, I did, like, they had, like, a few um, workshops on where it was, like, teaching about certain... Um, kinks and interests and things like there was like a sounding workshop and a wax play workshop and a rope workshop and i did a workshop on how to create like a horror burlesque act okay but, um, but it was more about like i was like well this can apply to any kind of character act um so i did like a thing about that um which was really fun um though i did like sort of joke like how i'd because i was doing my show later on i said i joked like i toned it down um, okay because they weren't ready for that and you should never say to a room full of swingers that they weren't ready for something. Oh, yeah, I know that one painfully well. Yeah, because <laughs> you either get like a lot of animosity or you get like a lot of laughs. Yeah, I got a, I got a mixture of both. So, um, do you know it what? It, it, it's a really different environment to like performing at a swingers festival because I've played, performed at, at cabarets and stuff like that. There's there's a lot more. I don't know, in-your-face lewdness about it. Like, everyone's, like, there's a lot more, I don't know, like, primal lust is probably a, a good way of putting it. Like you say, a lot of them are, like, the primary thing that drives them is is sex, is um, yeah. and no judgment by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I remember doing a, a Rocky horror routine 
I was booked in to do a Rocky Horror routine at a swingers club. Um, and I went in. I was like, cool, you want me to do a Rocky Horror routine? Getting changed in a tiny little, um, like, cupboard. It was like, a, it was like a cleaning cupboard, desperately putting these high heels on while falling over mops. Go out, literally the beginning of the, um, like, yeah, that's, bless you. Um, Thank you. The beginning of the uh, song started playing and I come on because it was sweet transvestite. I come on with this big cape and immediately from the audience, you're going to get your cock out then. Oh my. Oh, we, we, this is where we're beginning, is it? Okay, I see. I see how it is. Like so much for, mm-hmm. no, no, just, just you want to see. I see how it is. The, all right. Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Do you, do you find you're ever like sort of tailoring your your like shows to the venues you're going to oh yeah 100 percent. oh yeah like like this one like like it wasn't like the lewdness or the nudity because i was like butt naked um but it was like um it was more like um my shows can be quite like violent and yes. i was like well the show i was doing at bloodstock um i would have been like scalping myself like with special effects and I was stuff. about to say, just, just to be clear, it, do you want to explain the kind of shows that you do? I know that you beef, briefly oh, yeah, said sorry. about horror burlesque, <laughs> um, but... So I, yeah, so I do like sort of horror burlesque, which is sort of spe- like sort of um, essentially sort of focused around like the, the sort of special effects sort of gore aspect of it. I don't really, I don't, I mean, the, I mean, I get naked and stuff and I strip and whatever, but the, the, there's never really an aim for me to be sexy if that makes sense it's more yeah. like a if, if if this makes someone uncomfortably like turned on then that's the aim type thing like um, a good which, old horror movie uncomfortably turned on like like should i should i should i find this attractive mm, i don't know um, <laughs> but um so with the so swingers festival i went a bit more pin up like it's like my that show in particular started off with like me like in like a shower cap and big sunglasses and a, like a dressing gown like oh i'm getting ready to go out or getting ready for dinner and then dinner was like a big bowl of guts classic classic and throw them for a like, curveball so i was like okay this is this is horror and gory but the music was like um frank sinatra witchcraft and then it went into um um oh what was the song it was like a um um oh, Ultimate Sinner by Miss Cherry Delight, which is sort of like a sort of like a rock song, uh-huh. like it's like a sexy rock song, and it's like okay, this is like this will be fine for them. Uh, whereas like Bloodstock was um, Dream Lover, and um, it went into um, Love by Strapping Young Lad, so it was like way heavier, yeah, yeah, yeah. more violent. Originally, that one was meant to be weird as well because I was maybe doing it all with my doll um, Bonnie, and um, but it was my friend Jack from Do you know the band Evil Scarecrow? I do know the band Evil Scarecrow, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jack the bassist, it was his birthday, and I've known them for years, so I was like, let's get Jack on stage. So, Love it. So Jack was holding Bonnie, and I was, like, sort of, yeah, like, pouring blood on him, and then, like, I sort of, I stab Bonnie, and then I pull out her guts, and, like, rip my boob, and all this blood I bet he loved that, so didn't like, he? I bet he absolutely loved that. Oh, yeah, it was so much fun. I just screamed at him loads. I just screamed in his face because he dropped Bonnie and stuff. So um, so that one's very much a lot weirder. It's a lot like, what is this? This is a bit uncomfortable, but I like it. Yeah. But whereas the Swingers one, it was a bit more like, I have to be a bit prettier and I have to be a bit classic about it. Because, again, like you yeah. might get fetishy people at like a Swingers thing and a sex thing. But essentially, these people are like people you would see 
every day in an office or every day out and about. They're not so... I mean, it is the same for fetish clubs and stuff, um, but more so, you know, they're a bit more like your regular Joe, and you're like, okay, okay, they might yeah. not like this music, whereas at a male, male club, you know they're going to like the yeah, male music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 100%. I, I, I've very, quite famously, um, only ever prepared 60% of a burlesque show, like when I'm organizing it, because I like to interact with the audience, and if the audience <laughs> are game for it, like if there's a Hindu in there, God knows what'll happen. God knows what'll happen. We touched about it very, very, very briefly earlier, but I'd love to talk about it a little bit more. Um, in your experience, because there is definitely a, a rumor, and it's definitely something that I have definitely seen a lot of in, because uh, I've I've tried to branch myself out into a variety of different fetish nights and and um, sex parties and swingers nights and stuff. But how do you find that you come across much like elitism? in uh within the the realms of of the parties that you the adult parties that you uh frequent um, i think it can get a bit clicky definitely yes. you can get people who you know will go to the same venues or go to the same parties and you know they'll sort of mingle amongst each other and then you get like the, the newbies hovering around um i actually felt this at the first ever, the, the first ever time i went to torture garden yes it was fun but i felt like it was very much like a there are either people who were just there and then there was like the people who knew who ran the place you knew it okay. felt like when i first went it felt very much like that i wasn't sure if maybe i just wasn't into the music or because the venue was huge that it was out i was a bit like well maybe i'm just feeling a bit overwhelmed yeah 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 and, and things had gone wrong in the in the beginning of the night i was wearing like a latex hood and it got caught in my hair you know and it was just a bit like you know one thing after the other were you working this event or were you going as a... No, 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 that one was like, I just attended okay, it. Okay, right, yeah. But, but after that, I um, when you go, it's, yeah, it was definitely like, I think it was a lot more about like my attitude going in um, because I'd been told that people will judge you if you don't have like a 500 pound outfit. I was told all these things. Yeah. I think that was my attitude going in. Whereas when I went again, like, like I didn't, like I, I hadn't, again, my outfit wasn't expensive, but it was a lot more... Um, it was a lot more like a lot more effort been put into it even though it, well, yeah, it wasn't expensive but it just, it's, I had put more effort into like a character kind of look and I just felt a lot more comfortable and I felt like why did I feel that way last time and stuff um, I mean again everywhere's gonna have their little clicks and things yeah I, um, I think you're right everywhere does have their little like the people that know the people and, and mm -hmm. what have you um, I've especially definitely some of like the um, especially some of like the private, I say private, the um, sort of sex parties that are a bit more exclusive. You'll have like a good little handful where it's like mm -hmm. we know the owners, we know the organizers, and they will be like quite in your face about it. Um, luckily, like pretty much like a lot of places I've been to haven't been like that, but every so often you get you know someone who's a bit like that, and then. I think it's often mainly online. You'll get people like, "Well, you're not into this, so how could you be into this?" Or if you, like, if you yes, this, the I... gatekeeping online mm. is insane. It's it's and I'm so... like, I'm just like, well, if you're, if you're going, just enjoy it. Like, don't listen to that person. That person's being a jerk. You know, like sometimes it's a bit like I find that way more online than I ever have done at like part any party I've been to. Yeah, you get the odd jerk, but like you get that at any club and any event, like swingers, sex, you know, charity gala, you know, you get that at any event. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So one thing that you've definitely brought up 
in your TikToks and something that I definitely want to, to, to cover here. So yeah. you've worked these events, you've worked sex events, sex parties, you've worked um, adult parties, you've worked fetish events and swingers nights and stuff like that. How often do you get proposed to as a staff member? So like how many times does someone like, okay, your staff, we should we should go do things in, in the in the areas and stuff? Antichrist I got it quite a lot. Yeah. Um which was weird because it was like I'm like, well there's a there's an obviously obvious cue behind you, like I'm obviously doing something. Yes. Um, um I got that quite I got that a few times. Um but again I wouldn't have known unless like they probably like do you want to do this or like they get like soys because i i know the way i present myself I, I, I get why people assume i'm like a dominant person when i'm really 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 not so i often like sort of break a few hearts where by going oh no i'm not oh it's nice to talk to a sub too or you know like a submissive yeah, type yeah. person too and they're like oh oh never mind I you damn like you um so i got a lot of that but like at sort of sexy parties a lot of the time it a lot of the time it was me just sort of helping out like it would be like me sort of being like com like nice clothes but comfy clothes sort of like setting up or working yeah. behind the scenes or doing makeup and stuff so again it was it was those sorts of things i wouldn't if it was really private like a really private event yeah like absolutely not because it would be like you know it'd be like maybe 10 people yeah all amongst themselves. The, yeah, the reason why I, I ask is like... because I saw, I, I won't say what the event was, but I saw um, one of the staff members, um, they, they'd kissed, they'd gone and kissed somebody in, a, in the smoking area or something like that. Um, mm. And they were getting a, a right bollocking because they were meant to be working when yeah. they were off having fun. And I was like, Okay, this is interesting. I've definitely seen a couple of your TikToks where you're just like, no, this is work. Like, yes, I'm here. Yes, it's a sex event. Yes, it's a fetch event, what have you. But this is still work. I'm still here to work. I'm still here to do the job, you know? And, and sometimes it depends on the kind of job you're doing as well. Like, because even though I was doing the makeup, I was working. Yeah. When I was working, I'd be like, no. But, like, I'd also be allowed to finish at, like, one or two in the morning. Yeah. Supposed to myself away, I wasn't working, so I could really... I mean, I never... I never did at Antichrist. I never hooked up with anyone. Of I was about to say, for, for clarity, for those people that don't know Antichrist, Antichrist goes on till 7am. So mm -hmm. finishing at 1 or 2 in the morning is still very early. Yeah. You know? um, but I, I mean, I'd be open since it's... It, I'd be on since it opened, and sometimes it would open... It originally opened at like 8.30 or something like that, and then it went like... Oh, yeah. started later on at like 10. But I'd be there from like 8 like, I mean, I'd be that way early in that, but I'd be, like, on the ball at eight and then, like, finishing at, like, one in the morning or two in the morning. So it was a little while. But again, yeah, it's, it's early for, like, that kind of club. So, and even then, like, I never, ever, re ever hooked up with anyone apart from maybe, maybe one or two people. And even then, it was just snog. Yeah. And um, so it was, like, yeah, like, even then. And but when I've, like, waitressed or anything like that or, like, been managing or helping out, those ones I'm, like, definitely not because you're there to do a job you're being paid to do a job yeah whereas at any price it was more like well i make the money off my stall i'm not get, i'm not yeah being paid okay to yeah that makes sense like if i did go off that's on me yeah um i mean and they'd be pissed because i'd be like they'd be like well we wanted you to we told everyone you'd be a makeup store where have you gone you know, yeah like yeah well that's the thing is it does come down to professionalism at the end of the day there's there's got to be that that element of 
this is still a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is regardless of what it is. It's it's like if if I had performers that went off halfway into into a cabaret and decided to get hook up with somebody, it, it would it would it's a job. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm paying them to do a job. Even performance is like well, you know. It's, again, you have to gauge it as well. Yes. Like if you if you the only thing you were doing was one show at like one a.m. And then once your show was done and you were cleaned up and you got everything packed away, uh huh, hundred percent. Like fair enough, you could go off and do things then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was Jonas. like a showcase where you need to be involved and be around the whole time, and you can't do that. And again, you, you really got to judge it because I have been very blunt about it on TikTok, going, "If you're working, no." But then I'm like, well, when I'm performing, I I could if I wanted to because I'm not. I'm just a bit of hired. I'm hired for like half an hour, technically. I would say so it's better to. I'd say it's better to have like an affirmative no and then say yes, as opposed to everyone just expect that you're perfectly okay yeah. to to do things when you're serving drinks and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, it's not the way this works, Sunshine. It's not. It's not the way this works, you know. Yeah, I was talking to. Um, so on TikTok, you have the um, the VA manager who is. Um, the woman who manages um, the vinyl alternative in Bedford, okay, like share area, and um, I went after I performed. I, I I got like a room there as well. It was really really nice, and um, she gave me a lift back to the station. And we was we were talking about like how she was like, oh yeah, sometimes people go because they want to hook up with someone who's working there because it's almost like a higher up thing. It's almost like a, oh my god, like yeah, you felt like you you got with someone at the club. Oh, uh, like a power dynamic. Managers, you know, like it's almost like. You know, like the king of kink, you know, like, yeah, or the queen of kink. You want they want to be able to, like, say, Well, I hooked up with this person who's like, you know, you know, elite almost. And they're not, it's like, no, they're not elite, they just work there. <laughs> Amusingly, all I can think about in my mind right now is, is like the, the porn films where it's like a, a maid comes in, Yes, you will turn down my bed and bend over. Oh, look, pornography. <laughs> Like that's that's all that goes through my mind when it's just like, well, I went there to hook up with one of the people that were working there, you know. Right before we go too far into into adventurous, because there's so many things we could literally talk about. Um, oh, but I know oh, I love it, and I, I, this is the reason why I love the podcast. But the the thing I hate about the podcast is is the time limit. But anyway. Yeah. Um, we've got some questions. We've got some questions from the chat. For those people that don't know, we record these live and um, the, the chat have been asking questions. So first question um, uh, is, what five things do you wish you knew or what unsaid rules should people know before going to an adult party slash fetish club? Ooh. Mm, I know, right? Uh, well, to me, the main one is you don't ever have to do anything you don't want to and you don't have to hook up with anyone you don't want to. That's like the main thing everyone seems yeah. to think. Um, don't pressure anyone. Don't dive in. Always ask consent. Um, don't never drink too much. Maybe have maybe one or two for like to like, you know, loosen you up a bit if you're, if you're really nervous. But I would always say stay completely sober. And um, that's, I was about to say, like, let, let's expand on that one a little bit because yeah. I know I've definitely seen it in, in events before where people have used like dutch courage they have they have yeah. drank to get rid of the nerves and mm -hmm. then they are too drunk to actually be allowed into the dungeon and and a good dungeon monitor will good dungeon master mistress will stop you if they're like nope you you can't play you're too drunk like that's yeah. that's not okay um so 
that I think that like those are those are some good ones. Don't ever feel like you have to do anything you don't want to or you're pressured into anything. Like consent is is always a mandatory as far as I'm concerned on all things. But specifically from what you were saying earlier, like don't not only do you not have to do anything, but don't try and make anybody else do something that they might not be comfortable with. And alcohol. Yeah. Okay, last two. What 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 are the last two? Um talk to people. Because you might meet people who have been a million times, you might meet people who have again it's like maybe it's your first time and it's their first time too. Like I've made loads and loads of friends at things like this. I mean, obviously. Yes. Um and yeah, just don't be afraid to just talk to people because not everyone's going to want to jump your bones as well. True. Very, very um, and true. And if it is your first time, then you get that you can get like advice from people and if you're nervous, you can ask someone to sort of watch your back. Yeah. Actually that's a good one. Talk to the staff. Always talk to the staff if you're not sure about something because they are that they're there to help. That's their job. Okay, yeah, that's that's a really good fifth rule. If you're like, if you're not sure, speak to the staff because yeah. they're they're there, like you say, to look after you and make sure everything goes all right and make sure everything's fine and dandy. I like that's a rule that I didn't even think of. Like that, that's yeah. that's pretty impressive. I like that. Um, I did have <laughs> another one that I was going to add in there, um, but now I can't remember it. So if we come back to it, <laughs> it's it'll it'll be a it'll be one of those ones where I'm like, oh yes, no, now I remember the the extra one. Oh my <laughs> lordy. Um, okay. Do you have any recommended documentaries um, that you think provide a more accurate portrayal? I'm guessing this was this was 30 minutes ago, so probably about in the kink scene um, as opposed to uh, preaching to the perverted. I know that was it. I don't kink? know many documentaries about the, the actual kink scene. I mean, because there are so many about specific kinks rather yeah. than the whole scene itself. A lot of the like short ones on Channel Four that interview like real people with like about webcaming or things like that. Like a lot of those are very realistic. Um, I seem to remember that is it Kink dot com did a documentary, but I think that was more along the lines of like fetish pornography. But mm. a lot of what was said in there by professional uh, masters, mysteries, dominatory, etc., were were like good advice. I can't think so, of yeah, any there's, like. There's, I think there's one um, again. Like, yeah, a lot of them around sex workers a lot of the time yeah. as well. Um, um, there's a there's there's a swingers one with Louis Farouk. Yes, kind of incredibly charming, but that one is very realistic, especially when it comes to like parties that happen in homes and parties that happen and there are slightly more exclusive parties like it is very realistic that one i find um apart from maybe the, the they only really show like middle-aged people that go yes. um whereas like in my experience there's been a, there's always a humongous range when it comes to, i mean i went yeah. to one once i went to one once and there was like maybe maybe a pinch full of people my age um loads of couples maybe in their like late 30s um loads in their 40s and then a couple of older older than that and all different kind of body types and stuff as well but yeah i haven't really seen one about properly about the fetish scene especially like in london and in england and in wales and scotland that have i've been like that's really good <laughs> yeah that uh, yeah there's nothing that's i mean there's nothing that jumps to mind no and... not for me either. 
And that pretty much says it all. I think the thing apart is from, that... Apart from that Louis Theroux, the swingers one, like, I think yeah. that's a very cute... I mean, even though it's set in America, I think it's a, like a nice depiction of yeah. swingers events because they are very much like a, you don't have to swing at a swingers party. They're very yeah. much like that too. So. Exactly. And, and that's something that I think is really important to say is the fact that like there's always this especially when you're going initially as well and you're like it's your first time you're like oh god am i going to am i going to be made airtight by a variety of different men oh i don't know what's going to happen and it's just like no that's that's not the way it works you know it's it's you you can go in and just chill out and just chat a lot of it's just chatting like yeah. i remember just... shaking my hands were shaking the first time i went to like an actual like sort of adult swingers spa thing the first time i went on my own i was like <gasps> It yes. was me you're talking to, and even I was nervous. So yeah, it, well, exactly, exactly. That, that's that's good. That's great. It, yeah. it, it proves. I mean, I'm I'm not usually. Well, I just, I just don't feel nerves. I'm just like, well, this is going to be an adventure, and if the worst comes scenario, it's going to be an interesting story. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, there actually, that answers the next question as well. Is that is there an age medium, or is it fairly all, like all ranges of ages in these events? Uh, again, that depends on the party, like. Yeah. Like um vanilla alternative, you'll probably get something like people around sort of the mid sort of like maybe the sort of mid thirties, like to mid forties is probably like the main age range. Yeah. But again, depending on the night, um Torture Garden, you'll get a huge, huge range of ages. Any Christ fetish clubs you can probably get a bit more because it is it is that huge clubbing element yes. to it. So you are gonna get more younger people. Uh, but I think something like killing kittens, for example, which is um mainly women. Uh, you will get, a, 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 I say, a younger age range, I'd find. But body-wise, again, huge, huge difference. And this is something that I, I really actually, now now you've brought it up, this is something I really wanted to hammer in, is the fact that, like, I have definitely met people that feel like they can't go because they're not pretty enough or because mm. they're not the right body shape or because they're not, like, they're too old for it. And oh, I that... get that all the time on TikTok. It's like, oh, I would love to go to this, but I'm too big. I'd love to go to this, but I'm 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 ugly. It's, it's like, such oh. a myth. It's just it's so completely wrong. Yeah. Like, like I mean, like, we've we've had this, like... very different experiences, but yeah. like my experience, just it. The great thing about like fetish nights and and adult parties and stuff like that is, is just people embracing themselves. Yes. And they, they dress to, to feel confident. They dress to feel sexy. They dress yeah. in, in a way that, that appeals them. Maybe like the first time they go to an event, they'll they'll dress down a bit because they're not yeah. sure and they're a bit nervous. And a lot of people wear like all black suits, I've noticed, um, mm. which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but as you settle into it, you, you just get comfortable not only with the environment, but mm. you've, you certainly seem to get comfortable with yourself as well. Yeah, I think like I mean, some some events I've been to have like you know the the big sofa circle of beds thing. Yeah. And sometimes you get like the most unexpected people who are like the center of attention, and you're like, and and you just know it's because they are like so like not even not even confident, but you know they're just so like, I'm here to have fun. Like let's have fun yeah. together. Like Relaxed why not? In and so, of themselves, they're just like yeah, this relaxed, is the way I am. Yeah appreciate this because this is amazing because i'm going to appreciate all of you and you can appreciate it. i love that oh i love it this is the one of the reasons why i did ken was because of hedonism just people embracing everything about themselves in in every way shape and form um yeah. 
which I just but I think especially it's like sex and everything is so still like it's still taboo in some way when you get places where you can embrace yourself in that respect and it is especially when it's so important to some people I mean, it's not important to everyone's relationships but it is important to some and yeah have a place where you can openly be like yeah open and yourself is just so yeah yeah and, and <laughs> uh, do you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna hammer onto that one as well like just because you are in a relationship like obviously communication is very important in a relationship as is honesty um but i know lots of relationships where one member of the relationship has a particular fetish or a particular mm -hmm. kink that they that they just really want and they go and they see a dominatrix or they see a dominant and they um like fulfill that kink need without mm. having sex because fetish and sex and this is i'm gonna i'll say it now and i can guarantee throughout this series i'll be repeat it many times kink and sex don't have to be together at all by yeah. any stretch of the imagination i mean sometimes sometimes kink and like things like bdsm especially are like very sensory based so i know plenty of asexual people who are very into kink because of that sensor sensory mm -hmm. experience yes and things and i mean again like like sexuality is a huge spectrum and stuff but yes. um i mean that's i think that, again like i say like that's a lot of the reason why a lot of people in the fetish scene do not navigate to the sex scene because they aren't interested in sex they're interested in the aesthetic they're interested in the people they're interested in again the physicalities and the um, sensoriness of kink yeah uh or just simply meeting like-minded people um which isn't always going to happen at like a swingers event yeah it no true true absolutely mm -hmm. like facts it's it's about going exploring and if you're not comfortable then you you can always leave and you can mark it yeah. off as uh do you know what fair enough this isn't for me i, I did that I know I don't want to do it again. Exactly. Exactly. But at least I tried. <laughs> exactly. Better to try and know than than always wonder. Do you know? Yeah. Okay. I the last question. Try everything once. <laughs> <laughs> try everything twice because the first time it might hurt. Um. So, <laughs> the last so question. True. The last question. Um. I need to ask this. What is the weirdest thing a fan has said to you? Fan. I don't see myself as having fans. You um, do have fans. Oh, come on now, Alice. But I still don't see it. I, 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 I find it... Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know what a weird thing someone said to me at all. I, I, I mean, I get a lot of I love you. I get a lot of you're my comfort character, which is very sweet for people to say. But I weird... It's more like, you know, the people who try and, like, you know, give me, a, like, a... Uh, something derogatory or like a diss or like an insult and it ends up being like that's not an insult that just doesn't make sense you know it's a lot of things like that often gotta um, love that gotta love that gotta love it. <laughs> I mean, maybe, like... maybe, maybe at any christ i had the few foot foot loving people saying the odd thing to me and i'd be like no thank you that's all, that's right friend you've heard it here first the weirdest thing that anyone has ever said to alice bizarre is val and vane came over and went you realize that i am flirting with you <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know what's weird anymore. <laughs> it's know? not weird anymore. This is the anymore. most entertaining thing. We brought it up on one of your TikToks the other day when you were doing a TikTok live. And you were just like, "It, we was fine. And I was like, I know it's fine. Why are you getting weird over this? This is very strange. You got so flustered, bless your cotton socks. Yeah. It's like, it just one of those things. It happened. It was great. Do you know what I mean? Hilarious I stories know, to I, tell. I have seen like obscene things in front of me, but I get so bashful. If I someone know. compliments me or says anything nice, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I never know those what to people, say. Those people listening, the uh, bashful face that came across there was mild hands across the face and uh, very, very shy, hiding behind, hiding behind hands. Oh, my lordy. Oh, my lordy. <laughs> anyway, anyway, the time has come, friends, where we need to wrap up this wonderful podcast. Alice Bazaar, you beautiful human being, thank you so much for coming on um, to the thirsty work for me, the home of hedonism. Could you please throw out where people can find you so that they can all, all these wonderful human beings can go and find you and, and follow you and love your work? Okay, well, I'm probably most active on Instagram, which is Alice Bazaar, MUA, or just on TikTok as Alice Bazaar. And then, yeah, thank you for having me. I'm like, I always know that we will, we could just carry on talking forever, but. Most definitely, most definitely. I've, I've been keeping an eye on the time and it feels like it's gone by in like seconds. I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's one of those yeah. things where you, I just want to like sit down late at night and just having a few drinks with some friends and put a microphone on me. But I know we talked through to 6 a.m. and it just, it would just, it wouldn't work. People would not no. listen for that long. They'd also wonder why we were going on so many tangents, you know? Oh, we totally, totally. I know I, I know I do tend to do that quite a lot, but I, tr I try to stay relevant. I try to make it work, but still. Don't you worry. I am the absolute king of tangents. I, I tangent all the time. <laughs> all the time. It's unreal. Okay. I want to say a massive few thank yous, beautiful people. I'd like to say a massive thank you to Alexander Devonport, who made all of these wonderful, wonderful um, like backgrounds for, for the show. I would like to thank uh, Kate Sway for the introduction and all the graphics that we have going on. And I would like to thank Mountain Goat for the glorious theme tune that you have. But the, the most important person this evening, I would like to thank the glorious Alice Bazaar, you beautiful human being. Thank you very much for, for being part of this um, ridiculousness and indulging my preposterous ego. You know what I mean? It's, it's the, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. <laughs>